Hey, Remar nurses, welcome to the live class. It's Labor Day, but guess what? We will be still on our grind to passing NCLEX. We're gonna be talking about anorexia nervosa, which is a subject that is extremely, extremely clinical, meaning that it's not just about the eating disorder that you're gonna be challenged to know when you face this subject on your board exams. Ah, if it was only so easy. So we're going to get into it in the minute. But as you realize, if you're watching this live, I'm a little bit early. And the reason why I'm early is because I want to tell you that we are doing a flash sale on the NCLEX V2 for Labor Day. Actually, this is giving Black vibes, Black Friday vibes. If you look at the price of the V2 right now, man, I can't even say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. It is $69 for the V2 and it is $49 if you have the Quick Facts book. So that means that if you were waiting, okay, for the V2, this is the day to get it. $69 if you need Quick Facts in the V2 system. If you already have this book, it's $49, okay? Black Friday vibes right now. Happy Labor Day, everybody. You're on the journey to passing NCLEX. And I told you, the way that you do it is by going through a review program that is going to take you. This is my order. This is the secret sauce for passing NCLEX. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is the secret sauce. Start with pregnancy. Yeah, start with pregnancy. Start with the normal newborn. Then add on age-specific nursing care, basic care and comfort. And the reason why we're studying for NCLEX in that order, okay, in that order is because you need to learn the normals before you learn the abnormals, okay? You need to learn the normals before you learn the abnormals. So a mistake that nursing students make is what do they do? They start right off studying body systems, right? They start right off in the renal failure, right? Renal system, renal complications, dialysis. You start right from the middle of the body, right? You need to take a top down approach. You need to take a lifespan approach. Okay. And then I say, you start with PEDS, you end with prioritization. You have to, you have to reserve prioritization until last because in order to be able to prioritize for the NCLEX, you have to have a full perspective of everything that every other person can be coming in with. So that means you have to have studied cancer patients. You have to have studied renal patients. You have to study cardiac patients. You have to study psych patients. And then at the end of all that, you can prioritize. So again, right now, what do we have? NCLEX V2, right now, it's a flash sale. All right, like I said, it's giving Black Friday vibes. And, and, and even, even if you are not ready to start the V2, you know you guys can delay it 90 days. You can delay it up until Thanksgiving. So again, opportunities like this, um, they don't come, they don't come. And, and this, right now is the time, you know you're getting the downloadable. You're getting the downloadable workbook with the V2 sale, $69, okay? You're getting the downloadable. And if you want to, because of the price being so low, this is the time where you can upgrade that book to the printed, glory, to the printed workbook. Wait a minute. Yes, to the printed workbook, okay? And you will be paying just about regular price. So 
savings all around on this Labor Day. We're trying to reward people who are not taking days off. This is the Labor Day flash sale. All right. This is the one. This is the one. This is the program that has literally helped thousands of people to pass their NCLEX exam. And so if you don't know about the V2, let me just let me just give you a, like a little small piece of the V2, okay? This oh that's that, that's not even the right price. That's like there's a lower price than this. So normally this is what the normal price is, okay? So for the flash sale, we're reducing that price even more. And you're going to get the computer adaptive exams in this. Okay, people have been asking me, do you have the readiness exams? Yes, we have the computer adaptive exams. You're going to get two computer adaptive exams in your V2. This is going to make you Remar ready. This is going to give you that, that green light to test. This is a checkbook that everybody wants. All right. Um, so you're going to get two computer adaptive exams. They are going to behave just like the NCLEX. You can't pause. You can't skip. The reason why this is a benefit is because it is going to allow you to actually put your feet to the fire, simulate the actual day. I have had students to say, after I took that computer adaptive exam, I know for sure I need to take a break during the NCLEX. I wasn't going to take a break, but doing the computer adaptive exam, then the V2, I'm going to take a break. Okay. And so it just helps you to prepare mentally for what you're going to face. I don't believe in computer adaptive exams that you can skip questions in or that you can pause and say, I'll finish this tomorrow or next week. That's not how NCLEX is going to treat you. All right. And the whole purpose of a computer adaptive exam is not just to focus on the computer adaptive exam, but it is to find out your weak areas before you actually test. Right. So how do you do the V2? You set a start date. Right. I'm going to I'm going to purchase it now. I'm going to start in 30 days or 60 days. You have to have an end goal in mind. You get your V2 materials. The big three. What are the big three? Your downloadable workbook. They are your quick facts. And then they are the V2. So this is your big three. Not just one, not just two, but you need those lecture videos, too. Very important. This is my study system. OK, now um, also study calendar. OK, workbook, quick facts. You follow the study calendar section by section. You will have success. And people ask me all the time, how long is it going to take me? Four weeks. Less than that. If you're really studying, you're going to get the content lectures for audio visual learners. The next gen question bank to help you develop critical thinking. Quick facts for NCLEX. Short to the point. People call it the NCLEX Bible. You guys know how I feel about that, but it is going to be the resource that will help you with your reading portion of the studying. Reading is just a, a it's just a short point, okay? The whole Remar Dream Team put this together for you guys. Computer adaptive training, it has a purpose. Do it in the order it should be done. Okay? This is V2. If you only study in with a question bank, you're missing points. You're missing points, all right? And so, straight to the point lectures easy to understand 20 minutes or less you have 20 minutes you can pass NCLEX that's what I tell people you have 20 minutes you can pass the NCLEX exam it does not take six seven eight hours to study for this exam if you find yourself studying for that long you're doing something wrong you're doing something wrong so I'm encouraging you guys take advantage of the sale because again you can delay the start date and so Labor Day flash exam 
Okay. All right. So I'm going to get into our topic for today. Our topic for today is anorexia. Okay. Nervosa. And like I said, what I'm here to do today is to help you, if you're studying V2, get more out of it, structure it more, critical think more. Some of you guys are audiovisual learners. And so you need to hear it. You need to hear it in a way that makes sense. So we're going to do anorexia nervosa. Um, I guess I've been, I've been on this writing kick where we're breaking down the, uh, the content, the anatomy, the thinking of the thing before we actually go into it. So anorexia nervosa, I have here a principal symptom of it because we know anorexia nervosa is a mental condition. Are you guys with me? Let's transition into our class for today. So be prepared to participate through writing on the screen. I know it's a holiday. I know you may be in the middle of, you know, trying to plan dinners for your family, but I'm saying give 30 minutes to this, um, this content. All right. It'll be worth it. So anorexia nervosa guys, uh, Desiree Flores, congratulations. I see it. Uh, let me show you real quickly. Um, after failing twice, God sent me to nurse Regina. I got her V2 in quick facts and I finally passed NGN with only 85 questions. Hey, amazing. Congratulations. Next GN NCLEX, it is no uh, meta facile. It is no easy goal. You have to study, right? And so she says, I'm officially a Remar nurse in it feels so good. It feels so good. Ah, that is the goal for everybody. That's the goal for everybody. All right. So here we go. Let's go. Anorexia nervosa. We know it's a mental condition, but we need to, uh, we need to be able to speak to the physical and clinical components of this exam. So let's go. Okay. All right. Overall, your patient is going to come in and they're literally going to be what? They're going to be starving. They're going to be starving. So I have here a symptom of weakness. Weakness. What is the weakness due to? And you think about weakness, you think about that is in a direct relationship to what? What thing in the body is our is our anorexic patient going to be suffering from? What is it? What's causing the weakness, guys? Hey, we are talking about anorexia nervosa and we are doing our groundwork, all right? We are doing our understanding this pathophysiology. We're not just answering random questions and scenarios. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have my studiers. Leah, you know I know this name, coming to show up and help. All right. You guys work together. Lack of eating. Okay. So yes, they have a lack of eating, but when you're not eating, you are losing what you are losing. What, it, what are we losing? Because we're not eating that is causing the weakness. Um, and don't overcomplicate this guys. Think about when you're in a gym and you are weak, I'm trying to give y'all clues. Come on now. <laughs> yes, they're losing weight. They're losing calories, but it's something else more specific. Ah, maybe I was looking for it. They're having uh, extreme muscle loss, okay? And so when you have a, a client who is starving, all right, then you have muscle loss. Now, 
the muscle loss is going to cause the majority of the issues with our patients physically with anorexia nervosa. And I don't know if we ever put those two things together before. So I want to dive a little bit deeper on that. Okay. Um, so yes, they're going to have muscle loss, muscle loss. Good job. Thank you guys. Now. So the muscle loss is going to cause a lot of other things. Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about the patient. They're going to have, uh, they're going to have mental health issues. They're going to have, uh, weight loss issues. They're going to have electrolyte electrolyte imbalance issues. But I think one of the emergency conditions that they will have is cardiac issues, right? Whenever you see an anorexic patient, the cause for sudden death is going to be related to a cardiac issue. It's going to be related to a cardiac issue. So let's think about this now, because this is how you critically think based on content. We know our patient with anorexia is having severe muscle loss. So let's think about cardiac wise. Are we going to expect the patient to have tachycardia or bradycardia? Definitely arrhythmias. Yes, Vanessa, definitely arrhythmias. Let's think about it. Bradycardia, tachycardia. Ooh, this is good. Okay. And this is where you show up right now. I'm going to write it down. Okay. Uh, and it is related to the muscle loss. Okay. So we're going to expect our patient to have bradycardia. Okay. Bradycardia, because what is the heart? Is the heart a muscle? It is, right? The heart is a muscle. So will the heart be weak or will the heart be stronger with anorexia? Heart is going to be weaker. Okay, heart is going to be weaker in general because it's a muscle and we have a overall we have an overall condition of muscle loss. Now, because we have I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this because we have a weak heart, because we have a weak heart. What is our patient? What is our patient going to be at risk of? We're talking about anorexia nervosa. Okay. Because we have a weak heart, what is our patient going to be at risk of? What cardiac problems? And I go over this in V2, and it is one of the only ones I, I go over pretty much in V2. Okay. Ah, love it. Love it. See it. Okay. Patient's going to be at rest at risk for congestive heart failure. And you guys know with congestive heart failure, the heart essentially, it cannot keep up with the demands of the body, right? It cannot keep up with the demands of the body. And typically with congestive heart failure, we have an issue of fluid overload, right? The patient can't keep up, so the kidneys can't do the job. It's pretty much going to be very similar with anorexia the heart is not able to supply the rest of the body with what it needs. This is going to cause an overall failure in our patient, okay? All right, that's enough, okay? That's enough right now. We may come back to this, but 
what a way to work through that. Okay. What a way to work through that um, in terms of content. Good job, everybody. Let's roll. Let's roll. Now we're ready to roll. Congestive heart failure, anorexia nervosa, the connection we needed to make. So anorexia nervosa is a serious mental health disorder characterized by it's a mental health condition, intense fear of gaining weight, a distorted body image leading to severe restrictions in food intake. And so I wanted to put here um, rituals, okay, because this is a mental health condition, rituals present related to food, all right, they're going to be there, such as strict calorie counting and avoiding certain food groups all together. So essentially, the client is starving themselves because they are so afraid in their mind of gaining too much weight. Now, let me ask you this question. Is there a goal weight for anorexic clients? Meaning, is there a goal to their weight loss? Is there um, a goal of typically 100 pounds or 120 pounds, right? Or 90 pounds. What is the goal weight to the client with anorexia nervosa? What would you guys say? Uh, some people are saying no. Some people are saying yes. Some people are saying maybe, right? Um, it's a great question. And I wanted to ask this because what we're doing when we're studying content is this is how you identify weak areas. You identify weak areas by going through the content and asking, hey, did I know this? Do I know this? Okay. So the actual answer to this question is there is no goal weight, right? So it does not matter how thin this patient gets. Is it ever going to be good enough? Okay. The answer to that is no. All right. This patient can be 98 pounds, 82 pounds, and they will look at themselves and see fat. They will look at themselves and see an obese person. And so I want you guys to understand this is not a condition that the person will naturally recover from. OK, because no matter how thin they get, they will not see their body as normal and ideal. So you have to be very, very careful because these are the things that NCLEX asks you to really determine if you have just been doing flashcards. OK, or if you really have an understanding of the person who's going to be left in your care. OK. All right. So let's go into it now. So the symptoms, the symptoms of this is significant weight loss and a refusal to maintain a healthy body weight. Yes, nurse. Uh, yes, absolutely. So we, we have to understand this is a safety issue. They will lose weight until they die. They literally will not stop until they're dead. All right. And so because they have such an intense fear or anxiety about gaining weight and this manifests itself as a distorted body image, okay? So in their mind, there's a distorted body image and there is a preoccupation with body size and shape. Now, I would say that most people are concerned about their weight, 
most people is something that we think about, right? It's something that, you know, some of us, we really are like, man, in high school, my body was rocking. But now that I'm 30, now that I'm 40, now that I'm 50, it's changed. And we, we acknowledge that. But we don't go into a, a extreme preoccupation with it where our lives centrally function around us not eating. All right. All right. And so we have to understand that our client with this condition has no relief. They have no escape. Right. Um, and if they do try to escape this mental disorder, they're doing it with an unhealthy way to release it. Okay. And so, uh, oh, I got a shout out to Nikki. She says this, you guys know how I pause for the cause. Nikki plus five says, hello, I just wanted to say thank you. I passed my NCLEX PN on Friday. My test cut off at 85. That's the theme for today, Nikki. So you showed up. I'm forever grateful. Blessings and good luck to everyone. Thank you so much. And so um, we say, we celebrate. We celebrate on this Labor Day. You get to take off while we're grinding. Okay. All right. And so uh, we have restrictive health eating behaviors. We have calorie count and food rituals, exercise excessively, or just hyperactivity. And then they withdraw from social activities and social isolation. Why does the client with anorexia want to avoid social activities? Just, just think about it, pontificate try to hypothesize, why are we not going to see this person at the, you know, the, the, the local, this happens typically in teams, right? Why are we not going to see them at the high school football game more than likely? Why are these people not going to be on, you know, the homecoming committee? Okay. Why are they not going to be in social settings. Hey, all right, exactly. Because number one, they have a self-conscious perception about their body. So in order to go to the local high school, high school football game, you got to get dressed to go. And that is, they're, they're not going to find clothes that are going to make them look thin enough. Number one. Also there's, so they're self-conscious about their body weight. Two, they are afraid what people are going to think about them. They think that people are going to look at them and say, you're too big. But in, in actuality, people are going to be saying, you're too what? You're too skinny. You need to eat. Let's eat something. And then when you put the task of eating in front of them, they can't handle it. All right. So they, even though they're constantly thinking about food, they don't want to think about it with other people. They don't want to talk about it with other people. And so that is why these patients are really a challenge to treat. They're really a challenge to treat because they're thinking about food constantly. But when you ask them to talk about food, they clam up. They don't want to talk about it. They, they pretend like it's not that big of a deal to them, right? Um, and so this is something that we have to be mindful of these patients, again, they can't self-treat. They can't, you know, they cannot be left in isolation. Oh, my goodness. So there are two subtypes. And I wanted to cover this because 
there are two subtypes of anorexia. You have the one that we mostly see and hear about, which is restricting type. And this person restricts their food intake to control their weight. So they they are not, they're strict dieting and their diet is like no diet you have ever tried to be on. All right, they're fasting and then they're doing excessive exercise. Now there is another type of anorexia where the person actually binges, okay? And I'm gonna read it. It says the person engages in binge eating episodes followed by compensatory behaviors such as self-induced vomiting or misuse of laxative, diuretics, and enemas. And I thought that this was interesting because typically we relegate binging and purging to who, right? We just think anorexia is, um, we think anorexia is strictly not eating, and binging and purging is what? Um, Tanisha, why? I'm, yes, bulimia. Yes, bulimia. Esther says this, my 13-year-old is afraid of foods. I'm worried. She is skinny, but she is not binging so far. Um, I just want to talk to that. And I don't know if any other parents have this in... Um, in their, you know, in their wheelhouse. And of course, none of this is medical information. We're all just prepping for the NCLEX. We are not claiming treatment. But I think that a lot of preteen girls may be self-conscious about their body weight, not to the extent of um, anorexia, but I feel like it's a phase. I feel like when I was, when I was a preteen, I was worried, worried about my weight in the sixth and seventh grade. For whatever reason, it was something that I was concerned about, but I grew out of it. And so I would just say, just watch her and give her time, you know, as a mom to another mom, because um, it can be something I think that that preteen girls, you know, or teenage girls, you know, think about. I think we all think about our weight on a small scale to some degree. Okay. And so, yes, I asked you guys, bulimia. When you hear of binging and purging, our mind automatically goes to bulimia. What would be the difference between an, anorex an anorexic patient who was binging and purging, because it can happen, versus a bulimic patient who was binging and purging? And the difference is going to be uh, essentially something that you can objectively quantify. Okay, so when you, we know when I say it's objective data then that means what? What does it mean? Do guys or boys go through this? I think, I think, and um, this is just my personal opinion. I think they do. I think guys go through it too. Um, maybe not in the same degree as females, but I do think especially if, if any sort of bullying is involved or if they're trying to get into athletics, um, Typically, when you're a, a child age or a school age child, you're chubby. That's part. You have a, a sense of baby fat on you, right? Baby fat. And so when you're transitioning out of that baby fat soft phase and you're going through puberty, the expectation is that you have some muscle gain with that, right? You, you grow into your adult body. All right. Um, so, ah, here it is. So the difference is the weight difference. Yes, exactly. We know the anorexic clients are going to be 
very thin. They're going to have a lower BMI where a client with bulimia is going to be able to maintain a healthy body weight. That's the difference, okay? The weights are not gonna be the same. The weight is gonna be different. And when we talk about binging and purging, understand what that binge looks like because that binge is... Uh, it is an extreme intake of food. So it's not just like, okay, they sat down and they ate a whole pizza. A binge is a psychological, it's a psychological mental disorder activity. So when a person binges, it's like they go, um, it's, it's like if you went grocery shopping for an entire week's worth of food, it's not just like one pizza or one container of Oreos. It is like you ate essentially a week's worth of food in one session. So you had a pizza, then you had Oreos, then you had a gallon of ice cream, then you know you had 12 oatmeal cookie pies. It is a extreme ingestion of calories. And then you throw it all up, right? And so that is what we're talking about. And yes, you can also use laxatives, enemas, extreme exercise. So um, the one that puts their finger in their mouth to vomit, that is, uh, that's the purging, okay? That's called a purge when you do that, when you self-induce vomiting. And what I'm trying to say here is that um, this may be a learning point. You can have that in anorexia. Anorexics can do that. And at the end of the day, what we will still see is a starvation in terms of their weight loss, in terms of their protein, all right? So, hey, who's learning new stuff today? Who's learning a lot of new stuff about anorexia? Chantel says, hi, Regina, I passed my NCLEX PN 829, which was just a few days ago, using V2 and QuickFax. Thank you so much. I'm now a Remar nurse. Congratulations, Chantel. Listen, if you wanna come on this live, just let me know. All right, because today we're actually doing a flash sale of the V2. Uh, price is so low. It's giving Black Friday vibes. So check it out. Get in there. Delay your start date. Let me know if you're open to coming on because we have real nurses on here. Okay. Now, going on to our, our next uh, information point is now the prevalence and the impact. So who essentially is going to be suffering from anorexia nervosa? Predominantly affects adolescents and young adults, particularly females. Mm -hmm. It has the highest, check this out. It has the highest mortality rate among all mental health disorders. Did y'all know that? Primarily due to the medical complications and suicide. Ah, who learned something new today? Individuals with anorexia nervosa often experience social isolation, also difficulty with relationships and impairments in their daily function. Now, let's just take it back to this. What do we know about age-specific nursing care? The teenage years are the most influenced by who? Who are you supposed to be spending the most time with when you're a teenager? You're supposed to be with your friends in social settings. And so do we have to wonder why patients with anorexia nervosa have the highest level of suicide? 
because when they are supposed to be spending time with their other teenage friends, they're not able to. They are not able to do it. Okay. And so at this point, it's like, what is the point of, you know, what is the point of me being here if I can't do what I naturally want to do? All right. And so how, how, how much or how, you know, how important is our nursing care? All right. So anybody that wants to do psych, anybody that wants to do psych, just God bless you because you are needed in this field. You are needed in this field. And so the psychological consequences of anorexia nervosa are depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive tendencies, and then general because the brain is also a muscle and it's not getting what it needs. Cognitive impairments. You cannot concentrate. You cannot get through school. Okay. You can't be successful. Even though you want to be an overachiever, you want to be perfect in everything. You can't even remember because your brain. Okay. Now, um, and also we talked about this. It's hard for them to go to that football game, go out with their friends because they have low self-esteem, poor body image, self-destructive thoughts. All right. And being in high school or being in junior high, it don't take much to get bullied. Y'all already know that. And so because of all these increased risks, there is an also an increased correlation to self-harm. Okay. Self-harm. Now, um, malnutrition, vitamin deficiencies, and electrolyte imbalances. We are going to get into this because it is, it is really important cardiovascular complications, osteoporosis, bone density loss, uh-huh, um, amenorrhea. So uh, the, the female client, they can have a delayed or absent menstrual uh, periods, compromised immune system, and increased vulnerability due to illness. This all makes sense. And it's all because, of course, the body is in starvation mode. It's not going to have its normal defenses. It's not going to function healthy. All right. Um, and so what we need to do is we need to focus our treatment on nutrition and a lot of psychological um, evaluations and interventions. Balanced and regular meals to ensure adequate caloric intake. This for real is going to be a challenge, but this is the way to go. Incorporating uh, all food groups for essential nutrients, meal planning and portion control, also strategies for managing the food and dealing with anxiety and fears. The clients uh, should be encouraged to practice self-care activities to improve overall well-being Explore alternative ways of seeking comfort, of pleasure, okay, outside of food. And then they can also do stress reduction techniques such as deep breathing, mindfulness, or yoga. Okay, treatment. So we have the importance of seeking professional help. I have stressed this to the max. A multidisciplinary approach. So this is meaning we have several disciplines coming together cognitive behavioral therapy, dietitians for nutritional counseling, and the nurses and doctors for medical monitoring. Support and family involvement is also important too. 
and then addressing underlying psychological factors and promote and promoting body acceptance. And what is the recovery like? So recovery is possible, but it is going to be with early intervention and appropriate treatment, long-term management and relapse prevention strategies, building a healthy relationship with food, body, and self. All right, here's our NCLEX questions. You guys know how we do. These questions are gonna be based off of the content that we just reviewed. and uh, it also may challenge you to critically think, and we may end up doing some more cross-teaching in the interim of these questions. So question number one is this. I'm looking for four out of five on today. Number one, a nurse is assessing a client with suspected anorexia nervosa. Which of the following clinical symptom is the most characteristic of this disorder? Number one, excessive thirst. Two, rapid weight gain. Three, preoccupation with body, size, and weight. Or four, increased appetite. Come on in, put your comments on the screen. Also, let me know what part of the planet do you represent. We got an international group here. I know it. I feel it on this U.S. holiday. We call this Labor Day, but here at remarnurse.com. It's just another working day. No days off for today. <laughs> All right. Hey, Gambia, Liberia, New Orleans in the house, California, Minnesota, AE, Florida. Correct answer is number three. Remar nurses seem to be on one accord here. Preoccupation with body weight and size, all right? Clients with anorexia nervosa often have an intense preoccupation with their body size and weight, leading to restrictive eating behaviors, all right? So this is the hallmark of the disorder. I'm so excited when I see all the comments. And see, if you're watching the replay, you don't literally get to see how many people we have from all over, literally all over the planet, like... I just want people to know how it goes down here at Remar. Like, I don't even know how y'all find me when you're in Cameroon, in Spain. You just know when to turn in. This is the this is the importance of subscribing to the channel. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> we have so many people from all over the globe here right now. Ugh. Okay, um, next question. Moving on is this. Question number two, a nurse is caring for a client with anorexia nervosa. The client denies being hungry and reports feeling full after consuming small amounts of food. They feel hungry. They feel full. Which of the following interventions should the nurse prioritize? Number one, encourage the client to eat larger portions during meals. Okay. Two, monitoring and documenting the client's food intake and weight changes. Three, allocating extra time for the clients to finish meals at their own pace. Four, teaching the client about the importance of balanced nutrition and a healthy diet. 
All right, so what we're talking about. Number one, encourage the client to eat larger portions during meals. Two, monitoring and documenting the client's weight intake and weight changes. Three, allocating extra time for the clients to finish meals at their own pace. Four, teaching the client about the importance of balanced nutrition and healthy diet. Oh, and see with this one, I have all different I have all different comments. So I'm kind of nervous. What y'all thinking? Okay, correct answer is, and let me know if there's something that I'm missing here. The correct answer that I have is two. Did you guys get two? Monitoring and documenting the client's food intake and weight changes. All right. Now, monitoring and documenting the client's food intake and weight changes are going to be necessary for assessing their nutritional status and progress, right? So the information is going to help us to determine necessary interventions such as nutritional supplementation or behavior therapy. Let me look at the other ones because a lot of people have picked four, teaching the client about the importance of balanced nutrition and a healthy diet, all right? So the client is eating, okay? So they they are eating, which represents to me that they are trying, okay? They're trying. Remember, we have a person with anorexia nervosa who probably is not eating at all. And so if we see them eating, that can be considered progress. We need to document exactly what they're eating, okay? Because to us, a small amount of food could be, oh, they drank half of a cup of orange juice today. But for them, that's huge. All right. And so we don't need to, at this time, um, we don't need to, you know, reteach. Okay. We, we don't need to reteach. And I, <laughs> maybe, it, oh, wait, what is it? Sandra says, sometimes they lie in. So you got to, you have to definitely be documenting and monitoring exactly what they're eating. Okay. And number four, Leah, yeah, they probably know. Okay. They probably know about the importance. And so right now, right now we want to make sure that they are actually eating. Okay. They're actually eating. Okay. Let's go. Let's go into the next one. Oh, wait, hold on before I do this. Um, this question is really good. And do we sit and monitor them for an hour after eating? So I think the the principle number one is that typically, this is it, typically when an anorexic client gets treatment, is it inpatient or do they get treatment at home? Oh, did anybody ever ask you this? Are we going to be admitting them for treatment or are they better to do it at home? What do you think? Hospital or home? Hospital or home? This is why the comments are so important. This is why the comments were so important. Don't put both. If you had to pick one, which one would it be? Okay. Correct answer is definitely inpatient. They have to be hospitalized. That's another point. Um, you don't treat you don't treat this condition at home. They should be inpatient, especially if you're seeing, oh, 
Let me not even go there. I, I'm going to get there. Okay. They need to be impatient. And there's a reason why. If you know the reason why, if you know the medical emergency, why put it in the comments. Okay. Anyways, we're going to come to it. Question is this a nurse question. Number three, a nurse is caring for a client with anorexia nervosa who is refusing to eat. Which response by the nurse is most appropriate? Number one, you need to eat to gain weight and improve your health. Two, I won't ask you to eat right now if you're feeling uncomfortable. Three, you're being stubborn and need to start eating to get better. Or four, let's discuss the reasons behind your refusal to eat and explore alternatives. Therapeutic communication across the nation, okay? Asking, a nurse is caring for a client with anorexia nervosa who is refusing to eat. Which response by the nurse is the most appropriate? Number one, you need to eat to gain weight and improve your health. Two, I won't ask you to eat right now if you're feeling uncomfortable. Three, you're being stubborn and need to start eating to get better. Or four, let's discuss the reasons behind your refusal to eat and explore alternatives. Correct answer. Out the door, you know, is number four. Let's discuss the reasons behind your refusal to eat and explore alternatives. So you have to be empathetic and it needs to be a collaborative approach. If the client feels like it's you, you, you just telling them what to do, they're not going to eat and they're not even going to tell you why they're not eating. So you have to use non-judgmental, open-ended statements and include the client in the decision-making process. So this can be a therapeutic relationship. Okay. I think we got that one right. Oh, a nurse. This is number four. A nurse is conducting a nutritional assessment on a client with anorexia nervosa who is significantly underweight. Which finding would the nurse expect to observe? Okay. Number one, bradycardia. Two, hyperactive bowel sounds. Three, hypertension. Four, increased bone density. Come on, if you study content with me, this question is no problem. This question is no problem, okay? And this is the beauty, this is the beauty of it. <laughs> this is the beauty of it. When you do content first, you can answer any question. Okay, you guys got it. We talked about this. Bradycardia, slow heart rate is commonly observed in clients with anorexia nervosa due to the body's compensatory mechanisms to conserve energy, okay? Because remember that muscle loss is there. The body is doing all it can to, to, to work with what it has, which is pretty much nothing, okay? I'm gonna say on Labor Day, I'm just gonna unlock, okay? This is the day of giving. I'm gonna unlock the final question you guys can take off the day of just liking it. Also for Labor Day, we're doing the flash sale of the V2. You gotta check it out, okay? This is the time that if you wanted to get into the V2, mm, 
This is the time for you to do it. This is this is like the Black Friday sale, which means it's crazy. If you already have Quick Facts, the V2 right now for the flash sale is just, dare I say it. If you know what the price is, put it in the comments. Oh my goodness. All right, I got to move on. This is, all right. And also you can delay your start date if you want, don't want, I have to say that. Delay your start date. <laughs> okay. Question number five. I'm unlocking the bonus question. Hey. Woo. Question number five is this. A nurse is caring for a client with anorexia nervosa who is admitted with severe malnutrition. Which complication should the nurse monitor for during the refeeding process? So good. Number one, hypoglycemia. Two, hyperkalemia. Three, hyponatremia. Or four, hypocalcemia. Ooh. What do you guys say to this one? This is um this is the reason why actually okay this is the reason why these patients have to be admitted to the hospital because when you're when you start to refeed them it can be a problem. So if you guys get this one right I want you to understand why you got it right. So I'm going to talk about this. Hmm. Okay, correct answer is number one, hypoglycemia. And so during the refeeding process, okay, during the refeeding process, there is a risk of developing refeeding syndrome. And this can manifest as hypoglycemia due to an influx of glucose from in, um, increased food intake. Now, um, you might not have got this one right. I'm going to stop and I want to talk about refeeding syndrome because I'm not sure if it's something that you guys study today. But I, I saw a testimonial here. I don't want to miss it. It says, bam, bam, bam. Taylor. Hey, Taylor, were you on TikTok today? Regina, I passed my V2. I'm officially a Remar nurse. I'm so grateful to you, girly. I passed this morning with 85 questions. Previously failed with Archer with 120 I know your lectures are the reason. I'm telling you guys, the content, get into V2 because the lectures truly do make a difference, okay? When you go from focusing on just doing questions to knowing the content, then it makes a difference. And so we're gonna do some more content right now because we have been talking about, um, we have been talking about anorexia um, and I wanna transition it to talk about refeeding syndrome. This will kill somebody, okay? Refeeding syndrome, if it's not done correctly and you don't know what to look out for, then you need to know this right now. So go ahead and like get out a sheet of paper, open up your notes, just write it down. Because even if you just write it down, you will remember it longer. So refeeding syndrome, the way this shows up on NCLEX is it can show up with somebody with an eating disorder. So it can show up with a patient with anorexia nervosa. It can also show up in a patient with, um, it, it, they'll say your patient is homeless. 
okay? They've been homeless for five days or maybe longer. Maybe they've been homeless for a week and they haven't been eating and they go into the hospital and they begin to eat. It can also happen to patients who have um, drug addiction, substance abuse problems. You know, if you're typically addicted to drugs, you're not really eating all that much. And so when you go in for treatment, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to start feeding you. So let's talk about refeeding syndrome, shall we? Refeeding syndrome, first of all, does it happen fast or slow? And this is, if you think about it, if you think about the type of patients who get this, they're in the hospital, right? So is this going to happen fast or is this going to happen slow? Yes, good job, everybody. This is going to happen slowly, okay? So refeeding syndrome, you don't see it right away. And you're gonna probably typically see it after three days, after four days, which is why the patient will be in the hospital. It's an inpatient condition. And, and so what happens is when you begin to feed a person all of the nutrients, all of the electrolytes, all of the good stuff goes into the cells, okay? It goes into the cells. So the, the cells are like, hey, we need this potassium. We need this magnesium. We need this phosphorus. We've been, we've been working without it. And so instead of it just hanging out in the bloodstream, it's all going into the cells, okay? And so when you draw blood, you're not drawing blood from inside of the operating parts of the cells. You're drawing what's in the blood, okay? So what do you think is going to happen when we draw the patient's blood? Are we going to see an increase in these things or a decrease, okay? And so and, and when we talk about refeeding syndrome, these are the four things that you are looking for specifically. You're looking for thiamine, which is also what? What's another thing for thiamine? What's another name for thiamine or more specific? We are looking at the phosphate levels of the patient. We're looking at the potassium. We're looking at the magnesium, okay? So, with refeeding syndrome, yes. Oh, thank you, B1, okay? B1 in particular, all right? So this is the direction in the blood that these will be going. Bam, super easy with refeeding syndrome. If you know, if you know what's going on, these four things will all be low. Now, when B1 is low, what is that going to affect? So refeeding syndrome. Are patients going to behave a certain way? Okay. With the thiamine deficiency, a B1 deficiency, this is going to make the patient what? I don't know if I can draw it, but I'm going to try to draw it. Okay. Patient's going to be confused. Okay. You're going to have Wernicke's and Korsakoff psychosis. All right. And this is what we also, and this is how, this is how NCLEX, um, you need to know content because we also see a thiamine deficiency in patients with alcoholics, 
uh, in patients who are alcoholics, they have a vitamin vitamin B1 deficiency. And so they are confused. They have psychosis. They have memory problems. And they are making up information not to deceive you because they just don't remember. So if you ask the alcoholic, hey, hey, man, where was you at yesterday for two hours? I couldn't find you. They're going to say, oh, I went swimming with my grandkids. Okay. They don't remember where they went. So they're just telling you something so you can get off their back. Okay. So you're going to see that. All right. Phosphate issues. You're going to see that in the blood. It's going to affect, you know, it, it'll, it will affect the, the way that your patient is processing this particular mineral. All right. Potassium issues. Where are we going to see potassium issues in refeeding syndrome? Okay. All right. We're going to see heart issues. Okay. We're going to see heart changes. When the potassium level is off, it's going to affect the patient's heart. And I think to me, it's a toss up. Which one is more severe? Heart issues or low magnesium? Because when your magnesium level is low, what is going to be a result or what can be a result of hypomagnesemia? Okay. And I'm stopping because this is a... um, Refeeding syndrome is is deadly. It's considered a medical emergency, even though it doesn't seem like it will be because uh, it's just, oh, you're refeeding a patient. But because of these electrolytes, okay, because of these electrolyte changes, patient can be very, very, uh, very, very ill. Okay. Thank you so much, Rebecca. <laughs> coma, coma. Coma, your patient can go into a coma. All right, so refeeding syndrome, these are the major principles of it. And this is why it's something that is so important for you to know, okay? Content. Did you enjoy our lecture for today? That's it, that's it for the lecture portion. That's it. We talked about anorexia nervosa and so much more, but hopefully by the end of this class, you have a better understanding with this particular content and you feel able to answer any question that you got or that you will get on your exam. Okay, now I wanna present to you the next portion, which is pow. It's time to crush yourself doubt. This is Monday motivation across the nation, okay? Monday motivation across the nation. And self-doubt is something that, um. I think we all can struggle with to some degree, but I particularly see it in repeat test takers or people who have been out of school for a long time. And of course it makes so much sense because when you've tried to pass a test and you don't pass it, you have to question, is this really for me? Like you are like, Lord, is this for me or should I do something else? And so when I encounter students with self-doubt, it's sometimes a challenge to meet them where they are. Cause I'm up here. I'm up here all the time. Like, let's go. Can, will, must. And I meet students who are here, which is, can I at all? Like just start there. Right. Um, and so I, I just have to ask the question, do you ever find yourself 
you know, when it comes to NCLEX, doubting your abilities, hesitating to go after this, second guessing your self-worth, um, saying, I can't do this. I'm not worthy. I, I, I made a mistake. The teacher told me I wasn't good enough. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm just seeing all of that in my peripheral vision and my central vision. And so the, the lack of confidence really is one of the biggest reasons why I see a, a lot of capable people not going after their dreams, not living up to their potential. And so our mind really is the battlefield is so true. And I think for us as nurses, we can look at people and we can say immediately, man, they could be they could be doing so much more. It's easy to look at somebody else and, and see all of their potential like if they really just worked hard, if they really just, you know, they could blow up. Um, but for our own selves, but for our own selves, we struggle with giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We struggle with thinking that we're capable. And it, I think it doesn't matter, you know, what your background is or how old you are. I think negativity sometimes is easy for us to hold on to more than positivity. And this is one of the reasons why Monday motivation has to be weekly. <laughs> it, it literally, we have to do Monday motivation every week. If I don't show up on Mondays, I know I'm going to get some emails. Um, but it, it's just, it's just the nature of this, right? It's just the nature of progression. It's successes and it's failures. And sometimes we stay with the failures or we anticipate the failures more than we anticipate the successes. And so um, it, it, today's motivation is coming from, you know it, the Bible. And it's the story of Moses, a man full of self-doubt. And so, you know, if you need something to think about, I want to give you this story. And you guys know that, I, you know, I'm a believer and so a lot of the inspiration that I draw comes from the Bible and also comes from my husband, because y'all know Mark, um, his life is, you know, it's exemplary to me. So um, Moses, when he was given the task to free the Hebrews from Egyptian rule, one of his first things was to list out all the reasons why he could not do it. He's like, Lord, I got a brother. He speaks better than me. I stutter. You don't want me to do it. Like, not me. I used to be an Egyptian. I used to rule. Like, you don't want me to do this, God. Why are you asking me to carry out this big task? And he, you know, he had all the reasons why it wasn't him. And when I meet some of you, you give me all the reasons why it's not you. You, you start off. You don't even tell me the amazing, wonderful parts about yourself. You tell me, I've been out of school for seven years. Can I do this? You say, um, I failed the NCLEX three times. I had somebody say, I failed the NCLEX one time. It, am I gonna, can I do this? And so, man, let me tell you, whatever excuse that you have why you can't, there's probably a hundred more in your life why you can do it, why you can do it. And I don't care. You can give a hundred reasons why you cannot do something, but you only need one for why you can do it, why you will do it, why you must do it. And so if you can find 
the one, if you can find the one, all right, if you can find the one, then you can do it. And so we know the conversation that the Lord had with Moses and he essentially told him, hey, you're not doing this in your own strength at all. I'm going to do it for you. You just have to show up and be obedient. I, I'm doing the work. Isn't that what he told him? I'm doing the work. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. And I love this. It says this. So do not fear. This is a scripture. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Listen to that. Not just any hand. Okay. With the righteous one. Okay, I need some righteousness. I need that right hand. And this is coming from a person who is left handed. Okay, I am team left hand all the way, but I need the Lord's right hand on this one. And I think that's the same promise that we have to hold on to. Um, Really, the promise has already been given to us. Like our victory is sure. But we still have to encourage and we still have to uplift everyone because the battle is daily. Like we still have to go through a process of change. Everybody just want to be in heaven and everybody just want everything to be perfect. But literally, even to live in perfection, it takes a certain character. Okay, and that character is not somebody that is afraid. That is not a character of somebody that is doubtful. That is not a character of somebody that's not willing to help and encourage somebody else along the way. Like you need to be positive. You're not going to heaven a negative self-doubting person. You're going to heaven like, hey, I'm a conqueror. I've been through some things. I've overcome. The overcomers go to heaven, right? Um, And so in our daily lives, if we are directed by our fears, we're not going to get very far. We're not going to get very far. And so on this labor day, I need you to understand who actually is doing the labor. And it's not you. It's not you. All right. You're trusting and obeying the Lord. All you have to do is be obedient, which I think actually, if we really get down to the issue, your issue is not fear. Your issue is obedience. And you got to be able to do the thing that you're supposed to do. That's all you got to be able to do. That's the same thing with Moses' issue. His issue was obedience. Mm. That's it, guys. I mean, I think that we have, and and this is what I'm saying. I'm proud of really you because when many people needed to be here today, they didn't show up, but you did. You showed up, you knew where you were supposed to be and you made your way to get here. You made your way to to get to studying, to get this word. I don't know if you go to church or not. I don't know if you're a believer or not, but I always find that God is calling his people and he's trying to speak to them through many different ways, right? God will meet you on a Monday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. He'll meet you at two in the morning when everybody is asleep, but you're up for whatever reason. And so I would just say, you know, 
if um, if at ever all you're struggling with self-doubt that today you make the decision that you're going to move forward in the promises of God instead of self-doubt. Okay. And then that is our, that is our mission. That is our mission. Um, so thank you so much for joining me guys. I am, I'm so grateful to be a part of your journey and anybody who is um, making a way to give me an opportunity to be with you on your journey. I'm telling you a hundred times. Thank you. Because when you are successful, it really, really, really um, makes my heart proud. So we believe that with God, it's possible. It's possible. And if you're ready to join Team Remar, Remar family, please go to remarnurse.com and a take advantage of the Labor Day flash sale. I will see you guys inside of V2. I will see you guys inside of V2. Is there anything else? What else? Question and answer session. Seriously. Okay. Question and answer session. Five minutes. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. And I'm going to try to answer it. Okay. <laughs> um, what is it? I failed after I got 150 questions. It happens. It happens. Um, like I, I like to say, um, you're really close. If you go and, and you are exposed to the entire exam, then that is going to um, that is going to indicate that you were very close to the passing standard. Okay, so please give yourself the opportunity to try again. Yes, it is the holiday. I am so looking forward. Let me let me tell you guys what I'm eating today: baked beans, macaroni salad. That's it. I'm not doing any meat today. I'm not doing any meat. My dad, I'm just not, I'm just doing baked beans and macaroni salad. That's it. What are you eating today? Okay. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing pricing. Is there a code? No. If you go to remarnurse.com, the flash sale will be on remarnurse.com. I need the three month subscription, but I only saw the one month. What do I do? Typically, the three month and the one month are right next to each other. So I don't know if you're on your computer or if you're on your phone, but try to scroll over. Um, where is that question? Okay, so Marlinda says, is four weeks enough to pass study if we're using B2? So four weeks is enough if you're using your, can I find it? If you're using your study calendar. Because remember, the study calendar is for four weeks. So if you are following your study calendar, studying five days a week, you can get through the V2 in four weeks. Some people get through it in less. But again, you know yourself. And so if you need more time, if you know you like to go through the program maybe twice before you take your NCLEX exam or spend longer in the question bank, then go for the three-month option. And with the flash sale, it is the best time to do an extended version of V2. All right. And you can also delay your start too. So even if you, you know, want to get it now and study, you could do it later. Okay. Uh, what is the, where can I find the practice exam? So if you go to the question bank portion of the V2, all right, you guys know, let me go here. If you're in V2, the question bank is here. Okay, the question bank, you got courses and then you got question bank. So if you click on question bank, it's going to load up the question bank for you. 
and you will be able to take your exams that way. And you go to the question bank and you go to create a test and you will be able to choose your subjects, easy, difficult, easy, moderate or hard. You will be able to create tests best based on the subjects. So again, when you get V2, everything is going to open up to you. All right, you're going to be able to get in the question bank. You're going to be able to watch lectures. The only thing I will say is that with my program, I don't allow you to skip around through the lectures. So if you're looking at the lectures, you do have to go in order. And, and that is because I'm trying to help you to memorize and understand the information as easily as possible. And so going in this order where we started pregnancy and then we go through every topic is building on each other. So that by the time you get to prioritization here, that's the final topic, you will be able to understand the concepts of prioritization, okay? I'm gonna try the V2 after failing. I'm so glad, I hope you like it. Is two weeks enough? <laughs> um, uh, it, uh, two weeks is pushing it, but have people done it? Yes. Okay. I'm a truck driver. I need to pass the test so I can get off the road. I hear you. I want you to be in nursing if that's your ministry, but I appreciate what you do for truck driving. I, I appreciate that because that's something that I could, could not do. So all the best wishes, but come on, let's go into the hospital. All right. Do we know the topic for Wednesday yet? Oh, you're trying to get ahead of the game. I don't know the topic for Wednesday yet. I don't know it, but I, I, when I know it, maybe I'll, I'll just put it out there as early as I can. Good question. Um, my V2 expires in two days. How do I renew it for a month? So V2 generally automatically will renew itself unless you cancel your subscription. So if you cancel your subscription, then I think you should head over to settings and go to my account right here. All right. Or payments and billing. I think you can upgrade or you can renew your subscription with either one of those. Okay. All right. What else do we have? All right. Uh, the Remar RN, this Remar RN will continue along with Remar. I love you. Thanks for all you do. Pray for me as I prepare. Oh, wait, Sam, you passed. Okay, wait a minute. Sam passed already. Pray for me as I prepare for my first interview as an RN. Okay, we will. And please let us know how it goes. <laughs> Is the partial credit still effective? Some people said it would be off by September. Is that true? No, that's not true. So the way the NCLEX test plan works is that it is set for three years at a time. And part of the next gen iteration of the NCLEX is that it has partial credit scoring. I don't think that they will, I don't think that they will retract back from that because partial credit is actually a better way to determine how much a nursing student really knows. Okay, so no, partial credit is really good. Um, Theodora, again, how do I get the quick facts next in next gen book? I already have the V2. So you can get it on Amazon. This book is on Amazon. It's on our website. Those are the ways you can get it. Okay. 
Amazon website. Um, Grace, send me a link. I mean, send me an email. My email is support at remarreview.com and I'll send you a link to that, okay? Yes, you can delay your start date up to 90 days. Theodora, um, how are you studying? Because Theodora, I see here you're saying, I'm struggling with understanding information. That's my problem. So one of the ways that I think might help you with the V2 specifically, specifically is just by the amount of information you're trying to understand. And I want you to see the length of the videos in V2, 17 minutes, 12 minutes. These are isolated topics, okay? My ortho video is 35 minutes, which is half an hour. That's not long. And so sometimes I think if you're trying to learn too much information, it makes it hard for you to understand it. And also I think the order of the information matters. A lot of nursing students, what they like to do is they like to get an NCLEX review and they like to go straight to the most challenging subjects. So they like to do priority. They like to do cardiac EKGs. They like to do psych. And I think when you have an NCLEX review that is open and you can just pick and choose what you want, you never get to the right structure and you only end up studying the things that you're the most interested in. So one thing about V2 is you will not skip around in V2. You will go through my process. I need you to be different. I need you to be a different nursing student, okay? Floxy says, is there a difference between the three-month subscription and subscribing monthly? Same content, right? Yes, same content, okay? I like this question. I asked this before, but why in the LVM videos do you prefer to RNs? Do I have the correct V2? So in my LPN videos, and this is just what I've learned that best helps. As an LPN, you still have to know the RN scope of practice on some things, just like the LPN has, just like the RN has to know the LPN. You need to know this for delegation purposes and assignment questions on your NCLEX. So yes, you have the right, you have the right NCLEX review, but I prepare you with a lot of education as a PN because why? You have to do follow-up teaching. And so in order to be able to do follow-up teaching, you have to know the original teaching, all right? And I think sometimes this could be confusing or if you're learn if you're taught in nursing school that LPNs don't teach, then um, you'll be shocked at how much you still need to know. Okay. Uh, I also got the workbook, and it helps a lot. Definitely, I think if you get this workbook added on, it makes it easy for you to take the notes and keep in one place. Even if you don't get this workbook, remember the downloadable one is going to come with the V2, all right? It's gonna come with the V2, but you still have the responsibility of printing it out. So make sure you do that, all right? You're welcome, you're welcome. I, I wanna explain it. I want to definitely make sure that when you get into this system, as beautiful and as wonderful as it is, I want you to use it. I want you to use all parts of it, okay? so. 
these videos, somebody said, are these, is this for audio? Um, is this for audio visual learner? Absolutely. These videos are for audio visual learners. They're for people that need to see, that need to hear it, that need to see the text on the screen um, and hear what I'm saying. And again, like I said, they're not long. And when you get in there, you're going to see me. It's not going to be a shock of who's teaching you. Also, if you're studying for HESI exit exam, the V2 will help you. HESI, ATI, those exit exams. If it's your final year in nursing school and you want to get ahead of the game, take an NCLEX review, okay? And so that's why I'm saying the journey to getting your nursing license doesn't have to be hard, okay? It doesn't have to be hard. And Theodora, if it's been 10 years, you need content. You need lectures, okay? And I'm going to give them to you, all right? I'm going to give them to you, but you got to get into V2, okay? Because 10 years doesn't, it doesn't discourage me, so I'm hoping it doesn't discourage you. I want you in my program so that in a few weeks to a month or so, you can come back and be a testimonial. Easiest way to contact me is going to support at remarreview.com. Okay. All right. This is what I want for you guys. If you don't have a content lecture review that looks like this, all right, it means it is there to provide you as an audio visual learner with what you need to know for the NCLEX exam right now with the flash of the, the flash of the V2, this is it. Okay. Can Remar let the students watch the videos twice after finish watching all the videos? Yes, Leah, you can go back and you can watch these videos. It's very simple. Um, this is a course that has been unlocked. So at any time when I'm in this course, I'm showing you guys that you can go into any video. All right. And um, I may play a video for you guys to see what it is like, what the videos are like for Remar. Okay. So all of the videos will will be my face will be teaching you we will go over content that is essential for you to pass NCLEX so for the HESI exit exam HESI exit exam and the HESI and the NCLEX are similar exams the HESI is wanting to mirror the NCLEX okay <laughs> So you'll do the NCLEX review for HESI. It says, don't even second guess. V2 is enough, okay? Um, the clinical progress exam can be taken again. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one of the videos in V2. I want to play them for those of you who have never, um, you know, you don't have a content review. You're looking for one. I want you to... I want you to see what a content review looks like. So I'm going to pick a subject here. Let me go back out and let me go to courses here. And I'm going to pick a subject and we're going to go through the V2. Taylor says NCLEX was way easier than Etsy. I might agree with that. Okay, let's do all of these amazing videos. Which one is my favorite? Ooh. I 
don't know. I don't know which one to do, guys. All right, your spotlight. Okay, your spotlight is five minutes, and it is literally one of the subjects that is very important for you to know for the exam, but it doesn't take me long to explain it. And so I want you guys to see that literally whatever time constraints you think you have, kids, a job, um, pets, parents, you can do it. Dietary is my favorite. Thank you. <laughs> Dietary is my favorite because of the food. I'm doing ear spotlight though on today. So get out your notebooks. If you have not studied this, study it in the V2 right now. I'm taking you into my favorite NCLEX system that I've ever developed. This is the V2. Okay. And just shout out to the discussion board at the bottom. All right. I love this. If you guys read these comments, they are so encouraging, so phenomenal. So uh, thank you for all the students in the V2. All right, let's get into it. Let me see if I can. Mark, help me with this audio so the students can hear it. Hopefully they can hear it. Ear spotlight. Welcome back. And we are going to focus now on ear spotlight. I want to take a couple moments and talk about Meniere's disease. I figure this is an important topic because you can apply some of the principles we learned from congestive heart failure to the ear actually. So Meniere's disease is a chronic disease that occurs in the inner ear resulting in too much endolymphatic fluid. So if you think about congestive heart failure, it's fluid overload. Meniere's disease, the same thing, fluid overload, it's just in the ear. Let me ask you this. Does Meniere's affect one or two ears? What do you think? One ear will be affected, and this is one of the clinical signs of the condition. The cause of Meniere's syndrome or Meniere's disease is unknown. It could be related to genetics, a bacterial or a viral infection. But the three main symptoms are number one, vertical, number two, tinnitus, and number three, hearing loss. And that hearing loss will be unilateral. And remember, vertical means dizziness and tinnitus is ringing in the ear. Now, Meniere's patients are at risk for injury because during these Meniere's attacks, all of a sudden the patient will have dizziness, they'll have ringing in their ears. The patient may also complain of nausea, a loss of balance. They may have feelings of fullness in the ear. And so suddenly it's like the room is spinning for these patients. Um, and the best position at this time, the best position during a Meniere's attack is for that client to just lie down flat with their eyes closed. Safety issue here for falling. Now, how do we diagnose if a client has Meniere's syndrome? This is what we need to use. The MRI will help to visualize the what? The ear, the, actually the inner ear. There's also something done called a dehydration test. Have you heard of this before? The dehydration test happens when diuretics such as mannitol are given to the client 
And then after the diuretics, you know what improves? Their hearing, they can hear better. So by reducing the fluid and seeing an improvement, you can suspect that a client has Meniere's syndrome. Now think of the condition fluid overload. And then I want you guys to tell me the diet. What is the appropriate diet for Meniere's syndrome? It is the low sodium diet. So you see here how we can apply principles from other topics for critical thinking exercises. And that's why it's so important to do this NCLEX review because you actually get a good overview of nursing care and patients. So we know the symptoms of Meniere's disease. We know the diagnosis. Let's talk about the treatment. There are two ways to treat a condition normally. And those two ways are a medical treatment and a surgical treatment. So with medical treatment, we're gonna use medicines. And with surgical treatment, what are we gonna use? We're gonna use surgery. So if you think about the intensive care units, it reflects that you have a medical intensive care unit, a MICU, and then an SICU, which is a surgical intensive care unit. So for Meniere's disease, our medical treatments, these are the medicines that we can use. They are anti-emetics, anti-emetics, and those will be used to treat nausea. Also, aminoglycosides. Aminoglycosides are helpful if the patient has a what? If they have an infection. And then you guys know diuretics and diuretics will help to get the fluid off of the ear. Now also sedatives may be used if the patient is anxious or has anxiety about in Meniere's attack. The surgical treatment is called a labyrinthectomy and that is actually removing the inner ear on the affected side. So if the inner ear is gone, then there's not an issue with fluid overload at that location. The NCLEX prep is to tell the client to avoid caffeine and nicotine. Those are vasoconstrictors. They will help increase that pressure and we don't want that. Also, we tell the client to change movements slowly. All right, Meniere's disease. You guys understand now what it is, the symptoms, how to diagnose it, how to treat it, and what to teach your patient. Let's move on. Hey, my favorite. All right. So really quickly, guys, I hope you enjoyed that short topic goal content review of Meniere's syndrome or Meniere's disease. I want to quickly show you guys how to go to remarnurse.com so that you can sign up for V2. And then also I saw the question, how do I delay my start date for V2? And this is very important because you can only delay your start date when you sign up. You can't delay it after you sign up for it. So I want to show you guys how to do that um, as quickly as I possibly can. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by going to, all right, so I'm going to go to remarnurse.com. That is the website and you guys are going to see the browser. I'm in an incognito mode, but very quickly, you can't sign up for it in incognito mode. So I'm just showing you guys in incognito mode because I have an account already and I don't want it to log me into the account, but you have to sign up for V2 on an open browser, okay?
So let me just see now, this is, this is me doing this live on TV. So let me just make sure that this is okay. Is this going to work? So Labor Day sale is kicking off here. When you go to the website, the first thing it'll ask you, what type of nurse will you'll be it? I'm going to pick through a registered nurse and then join V2. You can read all about V2, everything that you're going to get. Um, and then scroll down here, you will see the 30 day and the 90 day. Okay. 30 day and the 90 day. Now I'm just going to pick the 30 day, right? I'm going to click buy. Now you're going to get for, you're going to get quick start instant access. You will get the content lectures. Okay. Um, you will get next-gen question bank, the cat. You'll get the book, quick facts that I will be sending to you. You will get the printable workbook that you will download. I'll show you where to get that from. You will get the daily study calendar, 99% success rate. And if you're testing soon, this is it. So I'm going to do buy now. You can also do a free trial of it if you want, but don't get stuck in the free trial that you missed this sale. So I'm going to click buy now. Also, the $50 renewal is going to be the same, okay? So that means that after the month, it will renew $50, but you can cancel that at any time. So I'm going to click on buy now. It will take me to the checkout screen, okay? You're going to enter your information on the, on the left-hand side, and then you'll see what you're getting on the right. So right now, one month in the V2, this is like the Black Friday price, $49, all of that stuff. And then the $20 quick facts, okay? There is no difference between this and the $89 package that we normally had going on. You're getting everything. This is just the flash sale of it, all right? So you're going to get the V2 plus quick facts, okay, for $69. If you already have quick facts, just take it off. All right. And then that's how you get the entire V2 for this insane, crazy price. Okay. This is the Labor Day. You're going to get the V2 for $49. Nowhere on the planet that I expect Team Remar to do that. And Team Remar, y'all didn't even really talk to me about this. Y'all really didn't, but I'm rolling with it because, you know, somebody probably prayed about this. Now, $49. Now, listen, the add-ons, this is the best time to do any of the add-ons that we have because you're literally getting the V2 for $49. So if you want the physical workbook, add it, okay? And that is still going to give you the, the less than the $89 price. So that means, you know, you get in the physical workbook right here. That's how you add it on. And so you don't have to print this out because I'm going to send it to you. It will already be bound up. And you guys know when you're watching the video, one of the benefits of the physical workbook is that it's going to have a lot of the notes already written in for you. Okay. It's already going to have a lot of this stuff. So you have to write really only what is important, you know, only what is most important. Also, the physical workbook has the clinical judgment activity section in the back. Okay. So this is, again, this is an add-on that you could do right now. Also, if you wanted the, I have it, somebody must take it, my first shift book, which I normally have just sitting right here. Here it is. If you also wanted the first shift book, how to 
dominate your first two years as a nurse, how to have the nursing career if you want, this is the time to, um, this is the time to get that too. All right, first shift as well, okay? And this is just how to, you know, how to introduce yourself, how to handle doctors, how to handle multiple patient assignments, what your orientation is like. So this is a great opportunity for you to get the Remar products all in one. And um, also one more thing I want to address is how to delay your start date. It is done here on sign up. I saw your question. If you already delayed your start date, but you want to start sooner, yes, you can start sooner. Okay. You can start sooner, but here's how you delay the start date. Um, somebody asked, is the physical workbook better than the printed one? So in my opinion, yes. And I only say that because when I had this, just the printed one, y'all were still asking me for this. And I think the reason why is because y'all don't really be printing this out. And so maybe you start printing out some of it or it ends up getting tattered and it looks like mine's. So this is all in one place. It's a physical book. There's more filled in information in this one and it has the clinical activity section, which the other one doesn't have. So I think just for ease of studying, this is probably gonna be more convenient. Okay, so when you see this calendar here, it says click here to delay your start date. If you don't do that, then the V2 is going to tell you the subscription will start September 4th, which is today. Okay, so if you don't want it to start September 4th, um, then you click here. Okay, and then you can choose the day you want it to start. Maybe you want it to start September 29th or you don't want it to start until October or November. And we're even all the way into December, okay? And so this is how you can delay your start date. Somebody said, this is a great opportunity. I have both. Yeah, so what we're doing is something really special right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked because we... Uh, <laughs> $49 for the V2, all right? This price is incredible. And so um, if you were praying for a blessing, if you've been watching and want to do this, then this is the time. Do you have to cancel your subscription in order to have a clean slate? So you mean if you wanted to, if you want to start over again, you would have to, you would lose all of your progress though. Anytime, is that what you mean? Like anytime to have, you, you would have to start over again. If I'm, let me know if I'm making the answer to your question happen or not. Is 60 days better to study for repeat test takers? I think repeat test takers, depending on how long you've been out of school, I would suggest you getting the three-month program, honestly, because then you don't feel like you have to rush, okay? You don't feel like you have to rush through it. And if you want to, you know, slowly jump back into studying, it allows you to do that. When you get the one-month program, you really have to be consistent, okay? Please show how to buy the box for those with the V2 already. You mean the book? I'm, I'm assuming you mean the book. Let me show you how to get just the, just this printable, printed workbook. 
Let me show you how to do that. Okay. If you go to remarnurse.com, let me start over from the beginning. Okay. So you go to remarnurse.com and you click on, let me see. If you click on physical books, no, that's not the way. Wait, I'm sorry. Nope. That's not how you do it. Go to remarnurse.com and you scroll. Oh, hold on. Remarnurse.com. You need to pick what you are. You still need to pick an RN or PN. So let's just go to RN. Okay. What you're going to do is you are going to scroll down, 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 down. And it is going to be right here. Okay. And this is how you get the workbook. If you just want the printed workbook. Okay. And if you just want quick facts, you can get that here too. Okay. All right. So I hope that answered your question. So the question is, so when you start, you have to be ready until you finish everything. So remember, you get to choose when you start V2, Cynthia. So if you want to purchase V2, you choose your start date, whenever that is. And then once you activate V2, yes, you have to be ready to actually do the program. All right. Or that is my intention. And that, that should be your intention, too, that you go ahead and go through it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I am. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I want you guys to get into the V2. I really think it's the best NCLEX review. Honestly, I think it's the most comprehensive. It's all in one. Everything you need. And it solves so many problems. If your problem is, you know, you need something for audiovisual learners, it solves that. If you need something that's going to give you uh, short and to the point content, it solves that. If you're, you're, if you're wanting the next gen question bank, it has that in there. If you want computer adaptive exams, it has that in there. Okay. Um, it usually takes, I would say, up to five days, three to five days to get the quick facts. It's a holiday. So that means that there's no postal services running. Okay. But Honestly, if you're testing in September, October, November, or December, today is the day to purchase the V2, okay? All right. Now, I am going to get out of here now because we have been studying for a long time and I want you to decide what the next step is for you. And depending on where you are, it it's many different things, but there is some step that you need to take. If, you're, if you've been studying with me and you said, hey, I did my content for the day with Regina, I'm good. I'll get into V2 tomorrow. If you have not been studying with me, but you've seen the V2, today is the day to get it. I'm telling you. Um, says, yes, Aileen says, my exam date is October 12th. You got so much time. You could do, you could do V2 probably twice if you wanted to, right? Um, so whatever that next step is for you, commit to it because I really want to see these testimonials coming in every single time I jump on the live. I want to have somebody who didn't have success before now have their nursing license. And so that is the goal. Remember, guys, you can, you will, and you must pass this NCLEX. You have to do it. You have to do it. All right. So thank you so much for watching. It is your time now. Take ownership of it. Do what you need to do. Happy Labor Day.